0: Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you'd open our hearts to this, your indescribable love, your indescribable character, your indescribable work in this world. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey, as I was thinking about what uh, to share with you all, this is our final week as, uh, we have normally gathered as a community this next week, July 5th, we will multiply into six uh, churches and we will kind of go into a rhythm of gathered and scattered church. And it's a really exciting time. And it's also maybe a little scary time, but I'm wanting to communicate to you uh as I've gotten to talk to each of you over the last couple of weeks over the phone or zoom or socially distanced coffee, however it has been. um, This is what came to mind this morning that I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for each person that is a part of our community. I'm thankful for the people that God has gathered to live into this kingdom expression of life together and this passage from Paul came to my mind Philippians 1 through through 6 he just can't help it he just starts the letter after his customary kind of greeting he just says I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This verse just sums up what I am thinking and believing and trusting as we step into this kingdom experiment of multiplication of our shared life together in the neighborhood um first of all i am thankful for your partnership that life as a community uh, life as the church is a partnership it's a fellowship it's a community it's a shared life uh we are a community and a partnership and this work of being the church is a shared responsibility Christianity the the way of Jesus is a team sport it's not a solo sport it's a team sport and it's a team mission and so new creation Albuquerque and our Shared life together is not the work of any one person. It's not my work and it's not your work. It's our work. It's not the Jesse show. Thank God. Everyone say, thank God. Praise the Lord. It's not the Jesse show. Um, It is the work of us. It is the work of the people empowered by the Holy Spirit who has empowered us to be a priesthood of believers, a people of God, that is planting in the international district a good news community, a community of good news, as we saw Martin Luther King Jr. called the beloved community. So, someone said to me when we were uh, I was meeting with various people uh, over the last couple of weeks, great conversations. One one person said, "Well, what about the Jesse factor?" You know, people come to a church to hear the the, the leader um, and to attach themselves to their vision, and and they enjoy the way that you communicate and the way that you say things. And what about the Jesse factor? And man, I hope it's not. I hope that I'm not the reason you're here. I recognize there's a there's a a, a place for the leadership and for people you know, being excited about the way I may be, but I hope you're not here for me. I said to this person, I said, I'm not so concerned about the Jesse factor as I am the Holy spirit factor. I want the Holy spirit to lead the church. I want the Holy spirit to be in charge and imagine, would you just imagine with me a people that acknowledges the Holy Spirit is in charge and at work. Imagine a people that are looking for and are attentive to the very presence of God in their midst and seek to consent and surrender and cooperate with the move of the Spirit. You know, I am much more concerned that we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit that is at work in all of us, then that one person, namely me, have that role. I, am, I have much more confidence in the Holy Spirit factor than the Jesse factor or than in any other person's uh, gifting or ability. So this is good news. I want you to hear, and this is why I'm thankful. This is why Paul was thankful, because the Holy Spirit is at work in us and in you. He is doing something in us and he is leading us. So he's thankful. That's our, our partnership. And I'm thankful for our partnership in the gospel. Paul is thankful for their partnership in the gospel. We are a good news people. gospel means good news. Our shared life together is a witness to the good news of God's kingdom of love, peace, justice, and flourishing. The gospel is not something we just talk about. It is something we participate in. King Jesus is on the move, renewing the world, restoring the world, making all wrong things right. King Jesus is on the move reversing the curse of sin and death, bringing about the reconciliation and the healing of every tribe, tongue, and people. That is what God is on the move doing, and that is the gospel, the good news of reconciliation and restoration and healing. And so the gospel is not just something we talk about, it is something we participate in and we partner in. And so I always pray with joy because of our partnership in the gospel, in the move of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 It's where we get our name. If anyone is in Christ, there is new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation as ambassadors of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is on the move, making all things new. And we are participants in that. It's a community of good news, partnership in the gospel. And last, Paul and myself, I am confident as we embark on this new kingdom experiment. I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in us is going to carry it out to completion. He's going to complete what he has begun in new creation Albuquerque until the day when Jesus Christ returns and heals every wound and wipes away every tear. He is going to be faithful to finish what he started. How many of you know, I want to get a amen with some hands lifted up. How many of you know that Jesus finishes what he starts? He finishes what he what he starts. There it is. I like it. God, in Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is going to finish what he started in us. And he has started some amazing, beautiful things. These first three years of our shared life together, God has allowed us to become uh, a beautiful community, a beautiful expression of the kingdom of God, but there is more that he has for us. And there's more that he's inviting us to step into with deeper faithfulness. And I'm deeply confident that this is his work, that this is his church and that he loves his church more than we do. And he is concerned to see that the work he's begun in us as a community is brought about to its fullness. Two uh, years ago, Our missional community on the Seah Street hosted a little outdoor cookout. We had hot dogs, hamburgers. We put the grill out, much like we do in front of our church building. We just did it in front of our house. And we invited our neighbors and anyone walking by the street to join us. This was two years ago. And on that one evening of inviting people into our shared life and going public with our community in a specific locale, in a specific place on the street, in our neighborhood, these three beautiful connections were made. First, Billy Bob. Billy Bob is the nicest drug-dealing pimp you will ever meet, all right? He hasn't been around for many years. I think he's gone. But all the stereotypes of dangerous dudes just out the window, he did not look like any of them, all right? So that's what destroyed my uh, – that's what subverted my ideas of stereotypes is Billy Bob. But Billy Bob, all kinds of trouble at his place – but we're having this huge gathering and there's kids playing basketball and we're cooking hot dogs and we're eating together and everything's running around. He comes out of his, just tearing out of his apartment. And he starts yelling at me across the street. He's like, you're so blessed, Jesse. You're so blessed. I was like, what are you talking about? And I met him in the middle of the street. He's like, Jesse, you're so blessed. This is, this, you're so blessed. We'll t- what do you mean? I can't believe this is so beautiful. What is, what is this? He said, you will never know Jesse what difference you've made in that little apartment over there by just getting to watch you live your life out here. I know I've told that story, but that was on that evening. That same evening, an 18-year-old kid came to that meal. I'm not going to give you his name because he's still around. And uh, he sat there and I got to know him a little bit. And over the next two years, up until two weeks ago, I see him at least once or twice a week. And he gave me a phone call two weeks ago after having this horrible fight with his girlfriend who uh, lives near us. And our kids were out front. We were eating dinner. And he was saying horrible, horrible things that I never want my kids to hear or myself to hear or anyone to hear. But he called me. And he apologized. And he says, that's not the person I want to be, Jesse. Jesse. I didn't mean any of that stuff. I was angry. I I love her so much. I just get so angry. And I was able to talk to him and proclaim good news to him about who he is and about who God is inviting him to be. That's after two years. But it began on that evening with a hot dog and inviting him into shared life. The third relationship that began that night with this one meal was a, a woman about my age but she looks much older. Most of her teeth are gone because of her life and the life that she's been subjected to. And I remember looking over, you know, giving hot dogs to people and seeing some of the women in our group, just laying hands on her and praying for her. And I remember, I'll never forget. It just blazed in my mind that she walked off down the street towards central um, into whatever experiences she would have that night, having been prayed for, having been communicated the love of Jesus and having truth spoken into her life. And from that uh, evening, she has been a part. She's come to our house. She's been a part of some of our missional communities. She's been a part of some of our Sunday gatherings. And she, we continue. We've prayed with her. We've cried with her. So this is one evening as I think about the good work that Jesus has begun in us. And I think about multiplying these spaces and stepping even more intentionally into surrendering and consenting to the Holy spirit at work in us, in all of us. I have great confidence that he's going to finish this good work that he's begun. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to give you all a little bit of a heads up, obviously um, for those of us, Those of you who are really into details, this will be unsatisfying, but I will um, give you a general gist of what is to come, and most of this will have to be experienced rather than explained, and it seems a little bit uh, more helpful that way anyways, but here is the beginning of explanation as to what is to come as we live into this kingdom experiment, for the next few months, um, so next week we will multiply into six churches. One of them will be a Spanish-speaking church. We will do this on Zoom for the month of July. All right, and so um, we will talk more about that in a moment. But next week, we'll multiply into six churches. So let me get some snaps. That's exciting. And then let me get some, eh, not so great on Zoom, but COVID-19 hashtag. All right. We will shoot. start meeting in person August, in, the, in August as COVID-19 permits. We'll see how that goes and um, be looking at social distancing stuff. All right. So here's something to remember. We are still one church. Everyone say, aye, we are one church. We are a church of churches, a family of families, a community of communities. All right. Um, this is when we gather. We will gather all together as one community several times a year, every fourth Sunday, once a month. Uh we will have quarterly trainings and uh, where it's real concentrated on teaching and kingdom skills. We call them kingdom dojos. We'll be together for that. There'll be community events, whether it's outreach or just celebrating something in our community. I think of Ciclavia or maybe a 4th of July or whatever. There'll be times where we're all together as a one big family. We will scatter the first three Sundays of every month. Um, we will scatter as each group discovers, led by the Holy Spirit, what their missional identity is and who uh, God is intersecting their lives with in the neighborhood. Um, You will scatter in your uh, churches as you play together, as on your mission together and getting to know each other often in organic and organized ways. Core, I'm not going to explain that right now, but it's just like a, a way of deeper connection with one another, groups of two or three but we're just asking ourselves questions um, and saying, hey, how are you doing? What are you struggling with? Who are you praying for? How can I be praying for you? Are you in the word? Things like that. And huddles are what we call our vehicle for discipleship. And uh, those are forming and, and as things go on. And our desire is that everyone eventually will be in a huddle as those grow and multiply. So that's the brief of some of the wins. The whys, the why we gather We gather all together. This is a great venue for equipping and formation for stoking the vision and reminding us of who we are. It's a great context for celebration and it's a great context for lament. We've done communal lament. We've done celebration. There's times where the people of God need to gather together as one group, remembering who we are, the larger picture and, um, being told who we are and reminded of who we are and lamenting corporately and celebrating corporately. Why do we scatter? Well, we scatter because we really believe that's the context That's the texture of a shared transformative life in smaller communities where every voice can be heard from young and old. See, we don't believe, something I heard recently, we don't believe our children have like a junior Holy Spirit, okay? We believe that they're empowered and equipped to speak the word and to hear the word and to share with us in their way. Um, We don't believe those coming off the street, don't have anything to say. We want their voice and their perspective to be heard and to be valued. So we share transformative life. We scatter to cultivate shalom and welcome in our neighborhoods, in the concrete uh, life and daily experiences of our neighborhood. Um, We scatter to grow in our expression of grace and truth. And we scatter to practice the ways of Jesus together, to practice loving one another, serving one another, and being on mission together. All right, so our times together will be about everyone participating. So that includes, like, I jumped ahead a little bit kids, youth, people, everyone. We want everyone participating, and we want everyone the two big P words that we're going to be using are everyone participates, everyone plays, and everyone is practicing being present to God. We believe God is always present and at work, and our task is to be present to his presence. His work in one another, to be present to one another and to be present to our neighbors and neighborhood. Um, so this is the general flow of our meeting. And this is, again, for detail oriented people, this will be unsatisfying, but here's the general flow. We'll gather around a table. And really, it will be in the context of communion, the shared uh, life of God, God offers us. And we will be, um, there'll be kind of three phases a time of intentionally being present to one another. And so there might be a question asked that helps us uh, hear how people are doing, how they're relating to God, how they're relating to other people in their life, how they're relating to cultural moments that we're experiencing. So there'll be like a provocative question. Then that'll be followed by a time where we're present and attentive to God as we discuss scriptures, as we sing together. And as each one of us brings a word or a scripture, a word of encouragement, to the community. So that's how we're attentive to God. And then we will um, be attentive to one another in prayer prayer for our neighborhood, prayer for the healing of our bodies. So that's a general flow present to one another, present to God, and present to our neighborhood and, and the needs among us as we pray. That'll look different because different people will be gathered in different places. And the Holy Spirit, remember, that's the Holy Spirit factor. And so He'll. we'll we'll be responsive to what he is doing and cultivating in our midst as we're attentive to that. Um, So the month of July on zoom will be very important. All right. So zoom isn't like the optional thing. Um, It's obviously would be great to gather in person, but um, we are multiplying on the fifth. And so we're just asking that people be present and that we are going to start Really focusing, hopefully, leveraging Zoom for what it's good at. And that can be like you can, um, we can highlight one person's voice, right? And mute everyone else. And so this is a great opportunity to hear one another's stories. So we'll be doing intentional practices that help us know one another and think of the Zoom initiation part uh, phase as like building the foundation of knowing one another. Um, And we'll try to do some intentional practices on that. So uh, we want to be present to that, even though we're all sick of Zoom. Um, This week, you will be getting an invitation to your micro church or whatever we're calling them from the facilitator of that church. And so um, those those shouldn't be a huge shock because I've talked to most everyone and we've kind of played, but there might be some movement. There is no perfect, you know, magic on this side of our brains, like combination of people, right? There, there might be that guy in your group. It's okay. The Holy Spirit is at work. And so I'm excited to see how God forms and shapes us um, for that as we step into that. All right. And this, I want to just highlight here. Um, I've mentioned to this, to most of you, this, the call during uh, this kingdom experiment January uh, up till January and uh, potentially beyond is to committed presence, committed presence. Um, as we just talked about, we are partnered in the gospel. So church isn't about attending a lecture, and passively receiving, it's about actively participating in the gospel. Like we said, the renewal and restoration and reconciliation of a people and of all creation. Community is something that requires our intentional presence, right? It will require prioritization over afternoon picnics, birthday parties, and baby showers that get scheduled. That sounds direct, doesn't it? This means 4 p.m. on Sunday is locked in as a time you are ruthlessly committed to being present for, all right? Now, I say that, it's not my nature and character to say uh, nature to say stuff so directly, but I want to say that directly. This doesn't mean perfect attendance and it doesn't mean legalistic attendance sheets all right and we're like checking out the box It's just stating what it is that if we're going to build community, we need to be in community um, It's not perfect attendance it does mean prioritized presence, prioritized presence that this is the stuff that the Holy Spirit is at work in tangible, concrete relationships as we rub shoulders or virtual screens together as we're in our lives. So it means prioritize presence. So what's that mean? If you can't be physically present, can you be virtually present? Um, if you can't make it for whatever reason, can you connect with people during the week? Can we, the the metaphor I would really like to use is just entangling our lives together that human knot that um, just brings us together and entangles us so that we are sharing life and um, experiencing the joy, this transformative life that happens when we participate in the life of God. So that is that.